Welcome to the To Read List. I'm Bailey, and this is a podcast where I attempt to get through the 149 unread books on my shelf. With me, as always, is my friend Toby. Hey. My brother Andrew. Hello. And my husband Dylan is the sound recordist. Hi. Well, hi. Oh, hi. So, guys, this was a very romantic week. You know, this is Valentine's Day week. Mm-hmm. For people, mm-hmm. yes, is true. it across the world or it's just the United States? Do they do it in England? I truly don't know. Um, you have an English wife. You should know. No, I don't know. I think, though, from the way she reacted to it, as in knowing about it, I think it's a thing in England. So you're saying How your wife knew about that? it and you didn't know about it? Did you forget? No. No, we did not do anything crazy to celebrate it. But I think they have it in England. I don't know. I took Dylan on a surprise trip for Valentine's Day. Ooh, where'd you guys to go? To where? We went to Catalina Island. Ooh. Catalina Island. You know, Catalina. I don't think I've ever heard it called Catalina Island. It's like the way people in Southern California say the five instead of highway five. Did they just say Catalina? Yeah, Catalina. Yeah. It was, I learned something about Dylan, which is that he does not like to be surprised. I do not. Oh, I thought you were about to say he doesn't like islands. I hate <laughs> islands in any form. I was like, okay, Dylan, you know, I was telling him ahead of time that he was going to be kidnapped for a certain amount of time. And, and then I was like, okay, pack a bag with these things. And then we got in the <laughs> car and I started driving and he could not stop guessing where we were going. He's like, you have to tell me I'm going to be so stressed out. Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> but you figured it out. Did yeah. you did you guess uh, anywhere like way too extravagant? Like I've done that before, like taking my wife on a surprise trip and she'll be like, oh, are we going to Antarctica? And I'll be like, no. no. That, that's what I hate about it is that like, there's no winning here or there's a winning here if you get it right. It's like, congratulations, you got what you were going to go. But we learned that we probably can't live in Catalina because there's no bookstores. Uh, there's what? a sunglasses store that sells books. I Google mapped <laughs> where to buy books here. Mm. And the only place that came up was the uh, tourist uh, sunglasses store. There were six books there. Do you have anything to report from Valentine's Day, Andrew? No, I mean, I was actually in San Francisco for work on Valentine's Day. So last night I got back and it was the 15th. And we um, like we went out to dinner and had like a nice night, but it wasn't like on the night and it wasn't necessarily specific to Valentine's Day. But it was probably less busy. Oh, yeah. No, that was probably great. Yeah, but it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't count. Sorry. Not- yeah, I mean, our, our love is invalid for the upcoming year because we messed up Valentine's Day. That's how it works. I hate it when your love is invalidated for the year when you mess up that. <laughs> I know. It's really rough. And yeah. it's the beginning of the year, too. So, you know, like, yeah, that's, yeah. well, lost cause. I mean, some years you win, some years you lose. Well, speaking of couples, some that win, some that lose. Mm, good transition. Thank you. Flawless transition. <laughs> this week's mini-sode, we thought we'd run with the Valentine theme. So we each wrote little paragraphs, little drabbles of fan fiction, where two characters from literature who don't get together, get together. And we each wrote them, and now we're going to share them, and I'm very excited. I'm excited. I'm a bit nervous, but I'm excited. Okay. Who wants to go first? Uh-oh. Bailey, you rose your hand. I'll go first. I'm not going to tell you the title because it gives it away. Oh, you titled it. Mine is called Untitled Fanfiction Project where two (laughs) people get together. Okay, great. Abraham woke with the feeling of someone's eyes on him. Cautiously, the Dutch doctor slipped on his glasses and looked around his quarters. A gentleman stood in the corner of the moonlit room, eyeing him hungrily. (laughs) Abraham gasped at the sight of the man's ebony hair, his porcelain skin. He couldn't believe he was really here in his bedchamber. Abraham spent every waking hour coming up with stratagems to destroy this man, but in his dream, he allowed his heart to conquer his mind. (laughs) Have you come to kill me, Count? Abraham asked. The man returned his question with a hungry look. Kill you, the man replied, (laughs) his Transylvanian accent adding a purr to his words. He stepped slowly toward the doctor, never breaking eye contact. No, Abraham, I had something else in mind. 
Wow. <laughs> oh, steamy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was called Drag Helsing. Drag Helsing. Yep. Love it. Yep. It's a beautiful story. Very well written, Bailey. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that Thank was lovely. Thank you, guys. Thanks. I was pulled into the fiction. Uh, so this is for the dum-dums who didn't read Dracula recently. That's Dracula and Van Helsing. Made even steamier by the fact that Van Helsing is sworn to hunt and destroy the Dracula. Exactly. Like, they are separated by so many things. Mm. You know. Mm. One of them is dead. Mortality. Mm. Um, Inherent evil. Ability to be out in the sun. Mm-hmm. 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 That makes it all the more romantic. Fair skin, ebony hair. That's true. <laughs> Love it. If we learned nothing from Twilight, this is the way to do it. <laughs> That's right. You got yourself a, uh, a series on your hand, Bale. Uh-oh. Actually, yeah, we should not release this episode. <laughs> Make them teenagers and then it's done. For real? For real, though? That's a good idea. <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? Um, I will go next since Andrew said he wanted to go last. Okay. I had a crowd of airheaded friends with manor houses in the country. I had 6,000 pounds a year in passive investment, and I had a collection of extravagant waistcoats. Many pale, clever women had passed in and out of my life, each generating their own brief story but none of them had ever captured my heart. Certainly, I'd gotten some hilarious stories out of each encounter, but the beat of love had never troubled my breast. I thought love a silly business, undignified. Now, with my love resting his head on my chest, the scent of his sharp, old-fashioned soap in my nostrils, I realized how long I had loved him, how he had always been there for me, literally solving every problem I'd ever had. I'd called him my man for years, but now... Jeeves, I stroked his back gently. Yes. Jolly good show. Yay. A little too intense, a little too real. I, I just don't, I don't know the characters. Jeeves and Wooster. Right. Uh-oh. Hugh Laurie and uh, Stephen Fry. Yeah. Is this P.D. Woodhouse? P.G. Woodhouse, yeah. P.G. Wood- okay. We kind of need two people that haven't hooked up, though, with the books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Jeeves and Wooster stories, and I literally think that if they were written these days, there would be that element to it, because they are so, like, connected and close, and they have this fun, flirty relationship, but not flirty in the does books. It, but... Does it seem like they actually are together, but it's just not said? Or No, oh, okay. but in the books, like, um, Bertie Wooster uh, is continually, like, women are always falling in love with him or, follow, like, throwing themselves at him, and he's always just, like, never, ever even remotely into it. And, like, as, it's one of those things where as soon as you think about it, you're like, huh. Maybe he was in love with Jeeves the whole time. I mean, and Jeeves is like this hyper-competent, super-clever person who solves all his problems, and but the, they have genuine affection for each other. It'd be yeah. a great pairing. That's all I'm saying. Jolly good. Jolly good. Great job, Toby. Oh, thank you. All right, Andrew, what you got? All right, so uh, here is my story I wrote for the podcast. Um, it's just entitled uh, Van Helsing and Joe March. Oh. Uh, I misunderstood the prompt. I went cross book. You can't misunderstand it. You can do it however you want to do it. That is how I originally interpreted it. That's how fan fiction is. It's anything. Great. Well, okay, this is called Van Helsing and Joe March. <laughs> Van Helsing says, there's a vampire loose in Boston, my darling. <laughs> Joe March says, I know. Let's kiss and then kill him. <laughs> End of story. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, some people took this a little more seriously than others. Well, 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 well. Before we move on to passing the blame to me for not taking this seriously, uh-huh. the reason I only wrote a very brief story is because in talking about the show with Jillian, my girlfriend, I learned that she and her high school friend at age 15 wrote a 55-page Harry Potter fan fiction. Oh, wow. Oh. It is called The Library. It centers on Hermione falling in love with Draco. Yep. Ooh. Now... <laughs> 
Yeah. I have got a copy of this <gasps> from when Ooh. she was 15, and I have found several sections that I want to read with you. Please I thought do. that would be far more important oh, than yeah. me reading anything I could write. <laughs> I did really like Van Helsing and Joe March. That was great. I loved it. Yeah. yeah the, I, I mean, she does have a type. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is from near the beginning. Uh, Hermione, Ron, and Harry have just left another potions class that Draco was mean to them in. It didn't go well. <laughs> What's his problem, Hermione screamed. He can't just leave us alone. Ron rushed out of the crowd towards the two. Someone's posted this paper. You have to look at it. It tells the viewer the thing he or she uh, least wants to hear. (laughs) Why would anyone read that, Hermione said. Harry had already begun to walk towards it, and she followed him, rolling her eyes. Uh It's just for curiosity's sake, Hermione, Ron sighed. Come on, don't you want to know how it says to you, he asked. Malfoy, reappearing suddenly, whispered, Oh, Miss Mudblood here doesn't need to look at my paper. We already know what it'll say. You fail. He sniggered at it once again and disappeared into the throng of Hogwarts students. Shut up, Malfoy. She stomped towards the paper to prove to him it would be different. As she approached, the writing on the paper moved and formed the words, He doesn't love you. (gasps) Hermione gasped and tried to cover it up. Ron, Harry, and Draco rushed towards, trying to pry her hands off and read it. Draco finally pushed all three of them away to reveal the message. He doesn't love you. I know. I should say, this is written by Jillian and her friend Raleigh, whose last name we won't use because she did not give us permission (laughs) specifically to share this work. It was also written over AIM. Oh, wow. This is amazing. So this is a quote for like the meet cute. Okay. They're in the library. Hermione is studying. Draco comes up. Oh, don't you just love the peace and quiet of libraries? Said a voice from behind a bookshelf. It was Malfoy. (laughs) Hermione gasped and turned around. Oh, it's just you. I thought it was someone actually worthy of my attention. She turned towards her book. Malfoy came up behind her and began to read over her shoulder. Bookworms, he sniggered. Do you have a life? (laughs) He was somehow less malicious than usual. He almost sounded playful in a very mean way. Like a bully treats his sister. Only different. (laughs) So that's that's like Jillian. Like, is this what flirting is? I think. (laughs) Props to Jillian for using AIM in a creative and productive way. Yeah. As opposed to what the rest of us did. Just put up um, enigmatic away messages and wait for our crush to mm-hmm. text us. Yeah. Smack talk people at yeah. school. Yep. Yeah. And finally, um, this is near the end of the story. Again, a 55 page <laughs> story. <laughs> This is near the end. Uh, I won't give you a lot of context except to say that the Marcus referenced in this uh, in this section is Marcus Malfoy, a creation of Jillian and Raleigh, who is Lucius Malfoy's brother. Okay. Draco's uncle. Draco's uncle. Okay. Draco's uncle is Marcus, Marcus Malfoy. <laughs> Marcus Malfoy. All right. <laughs> All right. Hermione snapped her eyes back to Harry. A look of worry and suspicion filled them. Harry questioned her with his eyes. Her <laughs> mouth was slightly open and he could see her mind reeling in confusion. Hermione's eyes looked back to Draco. Harry looked from Hermione at his right, back to the disgusting pureblood in front of him. Something was different. Something had changed. Draco looked hard into Hermione's eyes. (laughs) So many eyes. It's a lot of eyes. Oh, I guess Marcus was not referenced in that. I apologize. He comes in right after. It's it's important to know that, though. I I mean. Yeah, I like that. That she created a character and named it Marcus Malfoy. Is there a scene of them kissing? Yeah, is there like some. I, I, I I can't possibly say. Well, how are we supposed to know? Like, we can't read it. We obviously can't give this away for free. It's too, too precious. precious. Well, that was amazing, Jillian and Raleigh. Thank you for letting us share. Thank you for that. As we end, we have one more thing to do, which is we are going to come up with a fan fiction drabble on the spot. So Dylan is going to give us two characters at random, and we're going to tell this romantic story one line at a time, like how we did our scary story. 
Excellent. All right, Dylan, what are the two characters that you've chosen for us? They are Robinson Crusoe from Robinson Crusoe <laughs> and Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. I mean, Ooh. a more natural pairing you can't imagine, can no you? No way. <laughs> um, shall we go in order of our of our fanfic? Of our, so, Bailey, oh, go sure. ahead. So, I'll go first. Okay. Yes, please. <clears throat> Robinson... Shook off the water. Good start. Yep. (laughs) Robinson shook off the water from his head, having shipwrecked on the island, and looked around to see if anybody else crashed with him. A woman clothed in a tattered nurse's uniform strode briskly out of the jungle. In my pocket, I had two sheaves of biscuit, one knife (laughs) for starting said fire, string to tie things. Four pounds of lead shot, four pounds of gunpowder. Over the ridge, there seemed to be a place to start camp, but I saw two trees there, one of banana and one of pineapple, Robinson thought. I wish I could repeat that whole thing and just say he wrote in his journal. (laughs) Okay. In the middle of his thought, the woman walked briskly up to him and tapped him on the shoulder, saying, Excuse me! Uh... Take three of these and sit over there in that chair connected to a mysterious electrical current, she gestured toward a chair further down the beach. As Robinson started to walk towards the tree, he thought, I survived once for 37 years and I marked this upon a tree, marking each day with a short line and each Sunday or Sabbath day with a long line. I can surely get out of this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Robinson then snuck a peek at the woman in the tattered nurse's uniform, noticing that although she had a grimace on her face, she had a sort of handsome beauty (laughs) (laughs) under her tattered nurse's cap. For her part, as Nurse Ratchet marched this man towards his deserved pain, she couldn't help but admire the way the muscles in his back twitched as he walked. What about his eyes? (laughs) (laughs) We were married 37 years, <laughs> a glorious month upon that island. Sometimes we were beset by savages. Sometimes those came to rescue us were only dashed upon the rocks. Our love, though complicated, never died until she died in my arms and I died now. <laughs> <sighs> that was great, you guys. This makes me very happy not to have read Robinson Crusoe. Yeah, you are very happy. <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed our romantic travels. Um, I think you will. I think you will. <laughs> Wink. Uh, so next week we have a regular episode. Toby's reading Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, and I'm reading A Year in the Married by Stephen Clark. Thanks for listening to The To Read List. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email the to read list podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Goodreads at goodreads.com slash the to read list podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram at the to read list podcast and on Twitter at to read list pod. Thanks to Toby and Andrew for co-hosting the podcast with me, to Dylan for sound recording, to Miss Jillian Beth Durkee for composing our intro song and donating her lovely fan fiction, and to Patrick McGran for remixing our song. See you next week. Happy reading. Books, books, books. books. Eyes, eyes, eyes. <laughs> <laughs>